Hi, Marked listeners. We're planning some exciting things for the future of the podcast, so we want to hear from you. Take our fun survey and give us all of your opinions about Marked to enter for a chance to win a Lifeway Women backpack filled with Bible studies and other great resources for diving into God's Word. To take the survey, go to lifewaywomen.com slash podcast or click on the link in our show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mark Podcast. This is Kelly King and I'm here with Elizabeth Heinemann. Yes, and we are so excited because today we are getting to do some interviews with our special guests at Lifeway Women Live. Yes, so, and we're in yeah. person. I don't well, remember which of these episodes is airing first, so I, I just feel either. like I need to say that every time. Yes. So this will sound better audio-wise than they have been sounding. <laughs> and it just feels like the dynamics are better yes. because we are in the same room. So we're excited about that. And we're super excited to have our special guests with us today. We have Jennifer Rothschild and Kelly Minter. So we have had you guys on the podcast before and our listeners know you, but it's still always good for us to kind of just let you tell us a little bit about yourself. So Jennifer, let's start with you. Just give us a brief little rundown of who you are in your ministry. A brief of Jennifer. Well, <laughs> I am married to my husband Phil who's a professor so I always affectionately call him my own Dr. Phil. We've got two sons and our oldest has two grandbabies and we have a little dog a shih tzu named Lucy who literally I think allows us to live in her house. So (laughs) I've been with Lifeway for many years and I'm honored to be able to partner with Lifeway and write Bible studies and my latest is Take Courage. I, you know what? I just got my copy in the mail today, which I had not, because we haven't been in the building. Right. And so I'm like, I am so excited that I, I get to finally do it. Aww. And have we ever talked about the fact that you and I both have a Connor? No. Is yes. it an O-R or an E-R? It's an E-R. Oh, I'm an O-R. You're an O-R. I know. Yeah. And my son is occasionally upset that we he's not O-R because <laughs> it's hard to find things with oh, really? written as an E-R. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The things that yeah. non-Connor families just don't know about. And, and that's how they right. Know. That's true. <laughs> yep. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about you. Well, first of all, Jennifer, that was so succinct and beautiful. <laughs> yes. I, I'm thinking I'm not I don't feel nearly this prepared and I don't know how to put my life like so beautifully together that way and I don't have a dog and or a husband. Oh, I mean, no, I just, but uh no, I feel much more frazzled right now. So that was just wonderful. That was so beautiful. Uh okay, so a little bit about myself. Well, I am a Bible teacher. Uh, I've been writing Bible studies with Lifeway for, I think, 12 or 13 years. Yeah. I can't believe that. I can't believe that either. No. Yeah, I started really early. and uh, <laughs> You did. You really did. I kind of did. Yeah, I guess a little bit. But uh, I originally came to Nashville to uh, to pursue music and mm. had uh, a path that way, down that way for a little while, which I guess we'll talk a little bit more about. Yeah. But the Lord really redirected my steps a number of years ago, and now I get to teach the Bible, and I get to write and I work a lot with Justice and Mercy International. We do work in the Amazon jungles of Brazil and also in the Eastern European country of Moldova. Mm. And uh, I'm single 
But I've got a nephew and two nieces that live three miles down the road, and they are becoming increasingly complicated and in my life by the day, (laughs) the older that they get. And so, yeah, and I I love gardening. I love cooking. I have some really dear friends, and I'm just – this. it's a hard time right now, obviously, for all of us for multiple reasons. But it's a blessing to be here with you all today. Yeah. yeah, Aren't you glad that you you did a trip early in the year – to the jungle. Yes, I, I did. Because we were together in California right when you got finished. And That's then right. everything kind of shut down. It so came to a screeching halt. I know you've mm. missed you've missed that kind of travel, haven't you? Well, no. No. I haven't. You haven't. <laughs> in a ministry. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. the travel. No, I'll tell yeah. you, I miss the internet I miss the international travel. I have okay. missed that, Kelly. I have not missed the in and out and in and out. Jennifer, I don't know how you Me feel too, about girl. it, but Me too. being home, mm-hmm. yeah. I Weekend after weekend after weekend, mm-hmm. it is. Be- I feel like a new human, oh, and yeah. um, so it's probably like the longest you've been home. The longest I've in been your home. adult life. <laughs> the longest I've been yeah. home, and to the point where it's making me probably shouldn't say this a lot, like out loud, but it's really making me rethink mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of things because I'm so enjoying yeah. the the mental space that it's giving yeah. me, and I'm a little bit more present. I said to a friend the other day, I said, I really feel like I've changed. I feel like I'm a new person, and there mm. was this dead silence on the other end I said you don't feel like I'm as new as I feel like she's like well I mean you're always going to be super wound up and intense but I yes I would say you're more present and I'm like okay more present that's an improvement I will take that but I do feel (laughs) I, I packed my bags for this first trip you know in many many months and I keep two bags packed. I don't know if you do that, Kelly, but like I have a makeup bag that travels. Oh, see, that's um, way too organized. But okay. I love people <laughs> like you. Okay, well, see, we could be good friends then. You'd help me loosen up. And you, know, you would help me get it together. Okay, see? That's what I need. That's why we need each other. But here's the thing. I have not worn mascara in so many months mm. that it was all dried up. And oh, I had to buy yeah. new. Yeah. So yeah. you're becoming a new person. I'm buying new mascara. There you go. <laughs> there you I go. just balance the that scale so from great. depth to shallow. But I like, no, but I like that you went without mascara for that long. And uh, it was liberating, wasn't isn't it? Isn't it? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I hear yeah. it. Well, well all, all these things we're learning about ourselves. I know. And, uh-huh. and Kelly, you touched on it a little bit in your introduction, but one of the reasons why we wanted to talk to you together is that both of you incorporate music into your ministries. So will you each tell us a little bit about how about that part of your stories, how you got started in music and and how you incorporate it in your ministry? So we'll start with Jennifer and then Kelly, you can uh, follow that and just let us know that story. Mm-hmm. Well, at the risk of sounding succinct, I'll go for it. Okay. <laughs> no, that was a great thing. I loved it. I loved it. I, I feel I feel so out of control right now. So that just was ministered to my soul. I was like, she's got it together. <laughs> I don't really have it together. But um, I started music quite accidentally. Um, I was a sophomore in high school. And for those who don't know my story, I had just become legally blind. I had lost mm-hmm. my eyesight, the most, the majority of my eyesight, because of a disease called retinitis pigmentosa. So literally, I went from being able to uh, see off of a chalkboard, see, read out of a textbook, read out of my hymnal, though I wasn't a great side reader, but read sheet music decently, mm-hmm. to not being able to see any of that. Mm-hmm. And so when I first got the diagnosis, um, when we came home from the hospital, it was silent. Nobody talked because, you know, we were all so shocked. And the first thing I did when I got home was I began to play the piano and I played by ear that day because literally the only key I could play out of was the key of C, maybe the key of D. And this particular song was in a more difficult key, so I'd never even attempted it. But that day 
um, I began to play by ear. And the song I played was It Is Well With My Soul. Mm-hmm. And so God really used that. Then music became this place where I put all those um, awkward and unchartered emotions, mm-hmm. kind of worked them out through song, lyrics, you know, not the most sophisticated, but just whatever was in my heart. And so to do the Cliff Notes version of the story, <laughs> I was in a singing group in my high school, and I sang alto. And I had written this little song called Gratitude. And so I got my friend Lisa, and I was like, here, I want you to hear this song. And so she said, you need to let Mr. Parker hear it, who is our music director. So Mr. Parker said, sure, I want to hear this song. So Lisa sat next to me on the piano bench because I was terrified. And Mr. Parker put a microphone there. And I sang this song, and he said, "Um, my goal— my goal was for it to be like our group would sing it. And he said, no, I don't want our group to sing it. I want you to sing it as a solo. And you wow. start Tuesday. Wow. And so that's how I began singing. And I was so sick at my stomach and nervous every time mm-hmm. I had to sit at a piano and sing. But the Lord just kind of opened those doors of ministry without me even realizing that that's you know where he was taking me. And so that's kind of how I started. I love that. That's awesome. mm. That's so interesting, just that it came out of a place of hardship and loss, which mm-hmm. I think is so much of what we even see in Scripture, the songs right. of lament and, of course, songs of rejoicing as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. But uh, we see so much of both in the Psalms. But I had, I, in some ways, I fell into music accidentally as well. I had uh, was supposed to go play basketball on a scholarship, and all of that fell apart my senior year of high school. And mm-hmm. it was so... Um, it was just so unsettling for me and such a painful time as a high school senior. I yes. mean, it wasn't the end of the world, but it was it was a big loss. It, there were lots of things that um, contributed, but it just the whole thing fell apart. And I ended up because it fell apart at the very, very end. And it was too late for me to go to any other school to go play, much mm-hmm. less play at any other school. So I ended up having to stay home and commute to school, mm-hmm. which that was just the end of the world. For, yeah, you know, oh, you're, a senior, sure. you're looking forward to all of this. And. As a result of all of that, you know, high school and then freshman year of college, just angst and drama. <laughs> and I turned I turned to my guitar mm. and I began to write songs and I got with a few people from the church band and I would go over to their house and we'd go down into the basement and we'd plug everything into the amps and, you know, <laughs> play. And it was just I just felt so cool. And and a number of years after that, I ended up coming to Nashville, signing a record deal here mm-hmm. with Word Records. Wow. And it was a just a disaster from the very beginning. It I Word got sold by AOL, Time Warner, and they dropped all their new artists. Oh, and wow. then I signed with another record company, and they things were actually going quite well, and then they went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And then I signed with another record company. I mean, it was just one thing after the next, after yeah. the next. Yeah. And I, the Lord, looking back, I mean, he was obviously using it as a time of real sanctification. And even though I loved singing for the Lord and I loved, I loved ministry, there was still just a lot of myself in the middle of all of that. And there still is, I just, gosh, I'm ready for myself to be like that fully crucified, you know, that, but then you don't want to go through what it takes to get there. But so the Lord was sanctifying me. And what I didn't realize is that he was preparing me for I think teaching and writing and still Mm. getting to do music which I love but that that process was so painful and yet honestly there's really no 
in the world that we're in, Jennifer, of speaking and writing, it's really not any different. You still can bring your pride and oh, your, it's just all still there. Flesh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, it didn't it change. It does, yeah. it's yeah. everywhere. And it didn't, and so that whole process, looking back, I realized it was all part of the preparation of what the Lord had mm. for me. And I still get to write some. Mm-hmm. Honestly, now I don't have a lot of time for it. And that's a little uh, hard, but even, just the other day I was in doing my morning quiet time and I just wanted to sing to the Lord. So I went and grabbed my guitar and I just sang great is thy faithfulness and just did the hymn in my living room. And there's something about that, that is, is moving. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yeah, I do love it though. I love music. Oh, absolutely. And scripture tells us a lot about music and Mm -hmm. Jennifer, think about that just for a moment with us. Just what is scripture telling us about how we worship and why we worship and maybe some of the things you've learned as you've done Bible studies? Mm. Well, I think the first thing is we can fall into the illusion that we equate worship with music exclusively, Mm -hmm. that that's the only way it occurs, Mm -hmm. the only vehicle through which it occurs. And to me, the musical um, representation of worship, that is the manifestation of what's already happened in the heart. So when we're publicly worshiping with our BFFs and our brothers and sisters, that uh, that is a reflection of hopefully what has already occurred in private in her heart, like Kelly was saying, where she's just sitting before the Lord singing, great is thy faithfulness. Yeah. And so so I think, first of all, we got to always, you know, <laughs> uncouple those, that you can mm-hmm. worship without music and you can sing worship music without worshiping, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> unfortunately. Uh-huh. Um, but the beautiful thing is the scripture, I think, just gives us so many pictures of how we worship. You know, sometimes, like Kelly said earlier, it's those Psalms of Lament, like, uh Psalm 62, 8, that we, we pour out our hearts before the Lord because he's a refuge for us. I mean, you read some of those psalms, they ain't pretty, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, but that was worship because like Jesus said to to the woman in the book of John, my worshipers will worship me in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's, that's the beautiful thing. But I do think there is this command, and I don't think, I know there is a command in scripture that we are to give God glory. But I'll be honest, there are some Sundays when I am not moving my mouth because I know that my life has not given him glory when I was getting mm-hmm. dressed and on the way to church. And I respect God enough that I don't want to um, just sing a song if I'm not really meaning it in my heart. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to enter into his presence like the Old Testament folks did into the temple, you know, get cleansed first, mm. do the sacrifice, get get right before him, and then bring in the offering. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I know it. there are people who do college classes and write books and volumes on worship, so I know I'm not doing it justice. Those are just some of my, you know, kind of where I land with it, um, with worship. I think yeah. that's one of the things that, especially when we were kind of in shutdown mode, you know, completely mm-hmm. earlier this year, and not being able to go to church and just watching church online, there w- I missed the congregational yes. part of just worshiping together. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, there's something special about. And in fact, my brother-in-law grew up not in a Christian home, and his grandparents took him to church. And he said, "I still remember the first time I went to church." And he goes, "The one, the two things I remember," he said, "I had to wear uncomfortable shoes," <laughs> and he said. But I'd never heard people sing together. Mm. Oh, yeah. He said, I just never really, like, that was unusual. Mm. And if you grow up in church, it seems kind of 
commonplace, mm-hmm. but it really, I mean, like there is something special about that, wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah. oh, and, and especially yeah. when you do your cultivate events, I mean, that's a part of your event. Mm-hmm. It's strengthening. Yeah, just mm-hmm. worshiping yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I read a study once that um, your body actually releases um, chemicals, hormones, happy hormones, that cortisol, I believe, is what it was, not mm-hmm. endorphins, but yeah. cortisol. When you sing, mm-hmm. and when you sing with another person, that's amped up. Wow. So, like, it's it's so cool that when God is commanding us to bring Him glory or to sing a new song unto the Lord or make a joyful noise or whatever those scriptures you want to apply to musical worship, um, He's not just doing it for Him. Yeah. He's 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 commanding that for our benefit because yes. it yeah. it makes us happy. It strengthens us. It brings us joy. And it brings us together as mm-hmm. a community. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. And I think, like, I was just trying to think of non-church events where people sing together. and Maybe at a baseball the, game yeah, singing the, the National only, Anthem. Yeah. You know? That's the only thing I thought of. And I was like, and that is unifying. Or, like, if you're in a Boston Red Sox game, they play Sweet Caroline. Yeah. And, yes. Or take me out to the ball game or whatever. And so, yeah, that. but it does exactly what Jennifer was talking about. It brings you together. You're all united for a moment, mm-hmm. um, for sure. So, Kelly, you touched on this a little bit, but you— incorporate music into your Bible studies a lot of times. Um, And so even if it's not in the Bible study book, like in the videos or um, in your Cultivate events, so what? how is worship through song an important part of Bible study, Mm -hmm. even if it's not like written in the Bible study book? Right, yeah. Well, I, you know, that's a big question, but I think that's one of the reasons I really gravitate toward the hymns. Mm -hmm. And again, nothing, there's, there, the, um, a lot of our modern worship still has elements of this. So it's not that, that, that that there's not great things there, but I, I really gravitate toward the hymns because there is so much biblical theology. There is so much (laughs) Bible truths there that that are really in depth i mean is some yeah. of these christmas carols that we sing have you ever like mm, heart yes. the herald angels sing like you if you tried to do a sermon on those mm. stanzas or they're so rich with biblical truth that being able to sing those songs i think teaches us the bible and mm-hmm. allows us to know that we're singing something that is true and again it's not that that modern worship, a lot of it is is a little bit more expressive, and we're just we're giving thanks, we're joyful, right. and there I don't there's nothing wrong with that, but I do think that we're missing a a blend a little bit, and I mm-hmm. think like for you, Jennifer, wh- that's so powerful that you came home from just a devastating diagnosis. I can't imagine, and you sat down at your piano and you sang "It Is Well mm-hmm. with My Soul." That is a grounding song and a and a biblically rich song mm-hmm. and uh and and kind of a song of lament a little bit and mm-hmm. of hope yes of yeah. what mm-hmm. my sin oh the bliss of this glorious thought my sin not in part but in whole is nailed to the you know cross yeah. and i bear it no more so you have the parts of hope but then you also have just this when the the hardship rolls mm-hmm. like the billows of the mm-hmm. sea. And yeah. so I think that music gives us this place to express what we know about God and what we know about the truth of God. Mm-hmm. And whether it, it's hard or it's joyful. In fact, I was on a um, Zoom class last night for seminary and the professor is a, he's a, a scholar in the Psalms. And mm-hmm. he was saying, why is there no lament 
in Christian contemporary, Western Christian yeah, contemporary worship true. services. And people were saying, oh, yeah, anytime I try to even sort of slightly introduce a maybe more melancholy song, it's like, that is out. That is not happy enough. That is not encouraging yeah. enough. You know, but and honestly, I haven't done a lot in of study or and, and like you said, Jennifer, I mean, I feel so ill-equipped in, on some level to because I haven't studied this to right. the degree that so many have. But there are so many songs of mm-hmm. lamenting and it's different than complaining, but right. it is saying, Lord, this is so hard and how long. And yeah. it's a place for us to express. And as you talked about, Kelly, earlier, just being able to pour out our hearts mm-hmm. to the Lord like Hannah did. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's a really important part of of even study. Do you find Kelly, um, Kelly Mentor, <laughs> that <laughs> when when you um, incorporate music into the word, and the teaching of the word and the pro- proclamation of the word, because uh-huh. that's what those hymns do, is what you're expressing, that it somehow resonates in your soul differently, like it lodges differently. Mm-hmm. Like there's some things that lodge in my brain, and then there's some things that my heart relates to, and then my brain understands later. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I love that. Do you see, like, doesn't music do that somehow, like get into your heart first? Yes, and it it's like, I love that you say lodge in a different, it's like, yeah. I love that expression is so beautiful. But it's like it gives us a different way, a different expression, and it allows us to be uh, physically involved in it. Mm, I think yeah. too is like we're singing and we're it. There's something, uh, yeah. There's something about music that's just yeah. un. It's undefinable, yeah. really. And I agree, though. Yeah. I totally agree. Absolutely, no yeah, question it makes about a difference. it. It does. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about the way that we learn, a lot of times, like little kids, we teach them songs, and we, uh-huh. you know, yeah. to yeah. learn scripture the memory states or, even, or yes, yeah, right. scripture memory, and just thinking about. And I'm not the first person to say this. I've heard it many times, but even the old songs that we learned in, you know. VBS as two-year-olds like Jesus loves me this I know Mm -hmm. for the Bible tells me so Mm -hmm. like there's so much truth packed into that and if we can just remember that Mm. um, when we study the word like this is what what this is about and this is what and so I think it's such a good and I love what you said about hymns as well because I think they do bring us together with the people we're singing with currently but one thing that especially during the season when I'm watching church online Uh a lot of times um, we've been singing the doxology which is yeah it's so beautiful and we end every service with the doxology and I was just thinking about how we're all separate right now in our homes Mm. but we are singing this not just together but we're singing it with saints throughout history. Mm-hmm. And so it's just such a beautiful thing with these old hymns. Like, And that's not saying that the new ones won't be that eventually. But right now we're singing these songs. We're singing It Is Well With My Soul yeah. with, you know, with all Horatio the people. Spafford, yes. yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. All the people that have sung them before. Yeah, which is a beautiful thought. Yeah. And it's so, um, so great. That's not only like unifying us around those scripture passages, but just with each other and with mm, church yeah. history. Mm. Um, and a lot of people may not know that Kelly's study on Ruth, that she wrote a yeah. whole album that kind of corresponds with the story. I mean, mm. I remember when that came out yeah. and just, just listening to that along with the story, mm-hmm. it really does kind of help lodge some things in your mm-hmm. heart. The way you said that, Jennifer, that I, yeah. we're going to remember that, aren't we? That's yeah, yeah. That so beautifully put. That's a mic drop moment. Yeah. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and if you think about soundtracks to movies, how yes. like if you just listen to a soundtrack and I actually I don't know if y'all know this about me, but. When I edit Bible studies, I usually have like a soundtrack that I've put together on Spotify that's like mm. certain studies. So when oh, I hear certain cool. music, I'm 
taken back to that. that like that playlist and it's a lot of movie soundtracks because I can't listen to music while I'm editing with lyrics with yeah. lyrics yeah uh-huh. with lyrics and so um yeah there are certain playlists that I'll play it and I'm like that's you know open your bible or that's jude that's or that's beautiful. whatever just because Listen i'm it. like and i try to like thematically put them together and uh-huh. that, and they're just for me i don't ever like put them anywhere actually but. i think that would be a fun thing for you to share sometimes <laughs> yeah that's yeah. really cool especially with the author they may want to know i that's would love sure, to that's know. True. Yeah. yeah yeah that's so awesome. um so yeah i think like while even if it doesn't have lyrics like that music doesn't have lyrics but it takes you back to that place where you were when you're studying so a soundtrack for your Bible study is a great idea and I hadn't mm-hmm. thought of that in that way before but yeah, that would like be a, yeah. a fun idea yeah well we know that you know we've asked you all this question before on the podcast because we are the marked podcast <laughs> but we thought how can we ask us a little differently yes. this time and so we thought well what I mean you've mentioned some hymns some songs but <laughs> has there been the song that's kind of marked you in your life Jennifer, I was I'm debating. I mean, I'm debating too. You I mean, can I say know more where than I one. think I'm going to land, but <laughs> yeah, which one are you going to? I don't know. That's I'm trying. I'm thinking on the fly here. I mean, I, and that, but that's the beauty of it. There's so yeah. many different moments that you can look mm-hmm. back to. They so mark before, you for different. They seasons. do, and mm-hmm. that's so. Before I answer, and yes, I will answer, but <laughs> you, that's the beauty is you hear a song, yeah, and it takes you back to a certain point in your life. Whereas if you had just read a verse mm. at that point in your life, mm. maybe you would remember that. Right. Maybe you would hear it and go, oh, I remember that was really mm. meaningful back in here. But you know when you hear the song. Yes. That, oh, yeah, that was. So yeah. I, there's not one. I mean, I don't have one. <laughs> oh, come I, on, girl. You well, got to come up with one. Okay, so can For I come up with a COVID up, one? Can I, well, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I should. Can I do a modern Can't one and this, an old one? Yes. Yes. Can I do yes. two? Do two. Okay. Yes. You can have two. Okay, thank you. All right, good. So I'm going to do, so I'm going to say, Here I Am to Worship was a mm-hmm. uh, marked one, partly because it's so connected to the Amazon for me. Yeah. And I don't know how, but that song that Tim Hughes wrote got all the way down the river. And so I could go and I learned it in Portuguese and I could go to all parts of the jungle. And if there if there was a church there, there was a good chance that they knew that song. And there was something about that that was really moving for me that I could sing that, uh, you know, in in a church services in the West and then be in a village in the middle of truly nowhere. And we could sing that in Portuguese. Mm. That was really cool cool for me so that has kind of marked me that particular song because of that and then i would say i would say one of the hymns for sure and maybe maybe i'll just i could pick probably one of 10 but i will say maybe great is thy faithfulness Mm -hmm. i do just love that song and so good i love how the hymn writer incorporates the things that we see in nature You know, summer and winter and springtime and harvest. I mean, here we are in this like unprecedented season, but those things have been precedented. Those things have come and they have been around. And so there's this faithfulness that we see of God. But then also um, just the other parts that talk about the the theology of what he has done for us Mm -hmm. in Christ. So, yeah, I would I would say that that was a hard question. I know. It's like picking your favorite child if you have more than one. <laughs> it feels a little unfair. Well, I already feel like it's Connor. I don't know. <laughs> Connor with the OR. Okay, well, it is well with my soul's obvious because that was mm-hmm. just where the Lord taught me the truth before my soul understood it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just gave me the place to mm-hmm. land. Yeah. Um, but I think during this season, too, there's been a couple— oh, 
She get she got two. Can I have three? <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. Three. All right. Do you remember um, Easter during the pandemic? Yes. And in Italy, outside one of the Duomos. I'm sorry, oh, I don't remember. Yes. I, I, when Andre Brutticelli, did I say his name right or yes. wrong? Yeah. I think that's right. Okay, it's thank close. you. I've, I apologize <laughs> if not. <laughs> when he sang Amazing Grace, mm-hmm. I just... It struck me in such a deep way. I think it was because it was this universal understanding. Our world feels like it's crumbling apart. And mm. God's grace is still amazing. Yeah. And he sang it in in Italian and then he sang it in English. Mm. And so that really marked me that day as this like a stabilizing force. But then I've been playing over and over and over um, for the last many months. Chris Tomlin's Is He Worthy? Yeah. Mm. Because I mm. love the call and response of that song. Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel the world is broken? We do. Mm-hmm. But then you get to the end and it's like, but is he worthy? He yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a triumphant reminder. So that has marked me on my bad days, especially. I'll just play it really loud. Alexa, <laughs> she knows what to do. I don't even have to tell her. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. I, I, we played that at my church early mm. on in the pandemic as well, just yeah. because it is such a we do feel very yeah. much that the world is broken, yeah. but we're excited, looking forward to the hope yes, of right. tomorrow, and He is worthy. Yes. And so we're so glad that y'all were on this podcast with us. It's so fun to so like good. get to have a conversation with face to face, and um, and so we're excited about that. And we know y'all have Bible studies out. We'll put things in the show notes, all the Bible studies and albums and all that kind of stuff, so that everybody can find those. And we're so thankful that you are here today. So thank you so this much. Is great. Love you guys. So fun. <laughs> so fun to be able to do this together. I know. Sounds good. Yeah. Makes it easy. We'll see you next time. Bye. Well, this episode was recorded at the Lifeway Women Live, which was a digital event. But normally at our regular events, we love to have the opportunity to like lift up some organizations that are doing a lot around the world to help women and children in need. And one of those organizations is Compassion International. Um, If you listen to our podcast, you've heard us interview Elizabeth from Compassion and Lillian from Compassion. And so we're always excited to get to just get some behind the scenes looks at that. But we also want to make sure that you're aware that you can sponsor a child through Compassion. Absolutely. It's super simple, isn't it, Elizabeth? Yes. And we really would like for you to go, if you are... If you'd like to find out, you know, information, you can pick a child, all of that. You can go to compassion.com slash lifeway, and that will take you directly to our page, and it'll give you some options of, of different girls. And the support that you give, it's $38 a month, and it includes medical checkups, which often can save their life, nutritious food, health and hygiene training, and educational assistance. And most importantly, they get to hear about Jesus Christ. And so this is a way that we can be gospel-centered and that we can proclaim the gospel to to children who may not hear about Jesus. Yes, and again, that is Compassion.com slash Lifeway. And you can see some familiar faces there um, with their sponsored children. And so that's just a really fun um, thing to see and just hear about their relationship with the children they sponsor. So Compassion.com slash Lifeway, sponsor a child today.
Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifeWayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time. Home should be a place where we feel at peace, where we can be ourselves, where we feel loved. For a lot of us, though, home is a place of heartache, hurt, and loneliness. As believers, Christ promises us an eternal home. But what does that actually look like? And how do we deal with our current homesickness? I recently wrote a Bible study called Come Home for Women, and I'm so excited that Come Home will also be available for teen girls. It's perfect for small groups, helps girls answer important questions, and gives us a richer understanding of what kind of home God's building for us. The release date for Come Home for Teen Girls is August 1st, but you can pre-order it now at lifeway.com slash come home. Don't miss out on this opportunity to help girls belong and be loved. Again, you can pre-order it today at lifeway.com slash come home.